Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast, during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock p.m. time slot here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, and locations of the platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by the federal agents. Now, having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Now, if you would, Please join your hearts with me in the word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Heavenly Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to go in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, again, we come to you with um, the, the, the topic of the, the company that you keep. This will be part six. And I'm, I'm really, it's a study on um, the book of Proverbs chapter three. And I'm just trying to open up our thinking to uh, the things that have already been deposited, released into the earth. And yet we have people that are, 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 are suffering from uh, frustrations and anxieties and fears and, 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 and living below the, uh, the place that God has called them to because they're not paying attention to the company that they keep. And I'm speaking of uh, your thoughts primarily, okay? And uh, the good part about this is I don't know your thoughts. I don't uh, look at what you're doing as a wrong thing. I'm just asking 
can we go to the next level, the next height in things? Because as we look around, uh, the condition of the earth is, is not getting better. It seems to be getting worse. And that's not good because we have the authority in the earth. We Jesus told us the last things that he said to us was go into all the world and make disciples of not some men, not of church men, but of all men, teaching them to observe to do what I told you, baptizing them, causing them to be washed by the water of the word. And unfortunately, sometimes we have uh, allowed people to get washed with um, religion, and then they stay there. And then ironically, then we uh, uh, talk about them because they haven't uh, seemed to move this uh, process along. Well, if they haven't moved it along, might I ask if you have moved it along? The body of Christ should not be diminishing. The body of Christ should be increasing. Why? Because God said that the whole earth would be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord the same way the waters cover the sea. So since you can't separate the waters from the sea, since you can't uh, try to um, evaluate the sea without evaluating the water, we're supposed to be those that release the glory of God, those that uh, give people an understanding of the knowledge of the glory of God. See, it can be stated that if people are choosing, uh, um, if they're choosing things of the world, then it could be stated that you haven't done your job as going to tell them, Jesus said this. Now, Matthew chapter uh, 28, verse 18 and following. He came to them and he spoke and he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Please, let's, you know, deal with that. He didn't just give us a heavenly assignment. He gave us an earthly assignment. So if the things that we're looking at in the earth are not getting better but are getting worse, then we're going to have to increase our function, our obedience. He said, go ye, therefore, because the power has been given to me, I need you to go. You are now agents of that power to release that power in the earth and to bring in manifestation that power into situations, circumstances, problems, issues. Bring that power to bear on those situations. You know, sometimes we can look at a thing and, and basically condemn the thing, but don't bring an answer for the thing. And here's Jesus' answer. He says, go Ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age, end of the world, end of the, 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 the order of things. Now, he said, you go and you teach them to observe what I told you. So Jesus just licensed the world to watch you. 
Teach them to look at, to observe what I told you. If what he's told you is not what you're doing, then you didn't understand. He told them to observe what you were told. And and, 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 and I can kind of get some things that, you know, we've gotten uh, frustrated because of a this and a that. We've become weary because of uh, the things that we are encountering. But Jesus gave us the answer to our weariness. Okay? He said, go because of power that you've received and teach them to simply follow you as you follow Christ. Teach them to observe, to do what you're doing. So, you know, we we got to be honest here. If we see that um, things are, are getting worse, then we have to ask the question, are we the ones that are giving them the proper things to look at? And the reasons that we wouldn't give them the proper things to look at is because of the company that we keep. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 32 through 34, he says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Communication is talking about uh, the way you live, what you do, what you say, how you are perceived. And I know that, you know, in my day, there were people that were in leadership in the church, and they were pretty salty people. They were pretty bitter people. They were pretty hurt people because only hurt people hurt people. Okay? I I can't get mad at them because they were hurt because someone in their life hurt them. And they didn't know what to do with that hurt. That's why he said, teach them to observe what I told you. I I, I told you to forgive if you have all against any. So teach them to observe that. But we've had denominational splits in churches because somebody wouldn't forgive. See, he, he told them to watch you. I can really say that most of the things that that we see are an outgrowth of what they saw in the church. Amen. That's why this was the last thing that he said to us. He said, now I've done my job. I've I've received all power and authority because of my obedience and commitment to my father. Now I'm going to give that power to you. Go ye therefore, because I've already done it. I've walked the path. I've walked the path perfectly so that I can give you perfect power. Okay, all power is given unto me. Now, because of that, you can go and you can teach men. You can teach men to to do. You can teach men to do what I told you. Show men how to live the way I told you to live. Why should we? Still be living underneath the privileges that Jesus died and paid for. See, this is not something we are yet waiting for him to do. He said all power has been. He didn't say all power will be. He said all power has been given unto me both in heaven and in earth. 
See, he, he, he's, he's giving us the, the, he's giving us the baton. He's passing us the baton. Well, then since we're in the race, we should expect to win since we are running the race with all power. But see, it's the company that you think. It's the thoughts that you have. Because if you look at it and you just decide to get frustrated, then you didn't use any of the power that he gave you the right to use. And again, last week we kind of looked at something and, and found that it's possible that we were using the power the wrong way. Using the power, I guess we might as well just go there first, so because that's where I ended it, okay, in Matthew chapter uh, 16. And 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 if, as we understand this and appropriate the power that has been given, okay, I, I need for you to think differently. I mean, we we should not be ones that uh, are of the persuasion that we are first of all in the minority. You are never in a minority in the Lord. God plus one is a majority. Period. Can't get out of it. All power has been given unto Jesus. Therefore, you go. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. The, the ye there is both plural and singular. Okay? Because when we, when we see uh, uh, the apostles as they carried out their ministry, they carried out their ministry to go to other places that Jesus himself would come to. See? So it wasn't just to establish gathering places. It was to establish the people of God that are gathered in the places. I hope you see the difference there. See, what we did, unfortunately, is we began to uh, build edifices, buildings, basically because of what we're going to see right here in Matthew chapter 16. Wow, I hadn't thought about that, but here we go. Uh, verse 17 and following. Well, Jesus came to them, and he asked them some questions, okay? And as he asked the questions to them, then, then they, were, they were responding to him according to how they figured things were. He said, um, he went to, and he, when he was coming out of the coast of, Philip, Philip, coast of Caesarea Philippi, he, verse 13, he asked the disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Okay, so he, he he was trying to get us to think about the 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 report that was being released about him about Jesus. Because conversations gonna go. Come on, y'all, look at that. Conversations going to go about the earth about this Jesus. We will see this Jesus. We will get to know this Jesus. Who is the man? Okay, those were questions that are still being asked today. About this Jesus. See, and as we answer those questions, then we have to have the right thoughts to do it. He said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist, and others say Elias, and, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, the reason that is important for us to deal, dig into and deal with is because if they don't know 
who you're talking about. If they don't know the power that you were been given and are now releasing, then they'll keep following vain imagination. They'll get caught up in religious tradition. See, notice Jesus didn't tell them to deal with traditions. He started the conversation out with all power. He did not say all traditions, did he? See, he said all power has been given unto me. And so he did not expect us to uh, have words that did not have power behind them. Okay? There are people that are functioning in what are known as churches, but they have, they deny the power. It's not even that they have it. They are seeking truth, but they choose to deny the power that's connected to truth. Truth brings with with it to bear. Bring truth brings to bear power. Jesus said, "If you would continue in my words, then are you disciplined, my disciples, indeed, and you will know the truth. And the truth that you are intimate with, the word know is that word intimacy. You will become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with." will cause freedom, will make you free. There's a difference between set you free and make you free. He says, if you continue in my word, then you will be disciplined, my disciples, in what you do. Indeed, you will be disciplined in what you do. So he gave you the ability through this power of his word to do things, okay? Yes, I understand that the, 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 when situations are changed, that would emote a great uh, uh, feelings and emotions. I get that. But he was not sending the words for you to feel good. He said he sent his word to you to deliver you, not to tickle your emotions, to deliver you, to heal you, to affect change. Okay. So then we've got to go back and and really deal with this. He was speaking because power had been released. Okay? This is why he was speaking. He came to them and said, all power. I mean, he could have come and said, all emotion, but he didn't say that. Uh, He could have said, all good feeling and happy feelings. He, He said, no, what I'm talking to you about is power to affect change. And then, so these conversations were, were already being swirled about. Who, who do men say that I am? Some say, you know, this and John the Baptist or, you know, you are one of the prophets. And then Jesus brought it a little closer. He say, now, who do you say that I the son of man. And wait a minute. It says, who do you say? So in order for this testimony to be accurate, they had to be around the man, didn't they? They had to be watching the man. They had to be intimate. That's why he said, if you continue in my word, then are you disciplined? You are my disciples indeed. And you will become intimate with this truth and the truth will make you free. See? It, it, it will not set you 
uh, uh, it will not set you in an elevated position. It will make you free. Interesting thing here. Men that are free are not necessarily trying to prove that they're free. Just like a man that has wealth is not trying to prove that he's wealthy. Uh, Mr. Walton, who was the owner of Walmart, he drove around in a pickup truck. You know why he drove around in the pickup truck? Because he didn't have to prove that he was rich. Amen. See? So when you continue in his word, you will become intimate with the truth, and that intimacy with truth makes you free. It doesn't prove that you're free. It makes you free. Why? So that you don't have to enter into pride trying to prove it. There are, are people, we call them the men of the cloth, that are comfortable <clears throat> letting you know about their achievements by that cloth. They went to this school and they have these degrees. It's the same thing that happened in, 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 the, in Jesus' day, Pharisees and scribes. It, it's the same thing, Sadducees, see? Jesus went to those people that had the authority and were not using it. They were rather using it to lord over the people that God called them, called them to set free. They put the people that God wanted them to be making free, they put them in more bondage because they were the ones trying to lord over the people their accomplishments. Jesus didn't want us to do that. He said, if you're going to be great in the kingdom, the way that you do that is you have to be servant of all. I mean, he didn't even just say servant of one. You know, that might have been one good thing. He said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you're going to have to be servant of all. Wow. See, it's just a different way that, that, that has been thought about. This is the company that we keep. It stops and makes, it makes void the word of God. See, traditions, see, vain repetition. They, they make void the word of God. Why? Because I'm trying to prove that I'm all that instead of allowing Jesus to be all of that. He's supposed to be all in all. Is that correct? See, but we have some kind of way thought that I'm now the important one because, after all, you know, they don't see Jesus. They see me. They're looking at me, and I'm going to make sure that my reputation, well, that's not the man that he wants you to have. He said, let this man be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who did not think it was robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation. He wasn't trying to be all that. He was trying to bring all of them into all of that. I mean, we know that not only does God resist the proud, when you come in contact with proud people, you resist them too, don't you? Yeah. That's why he didn't want us to go that way. See, so those are some of the things that, that we're going to have to do, the company that we, we keep. We, we shouldn't keep company with pride, elevated thoughts, uh, uh, illusions of grandeur. See, that, that's company that we keep. You don't, have to, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses, glory to God. Huh. The God that saved you. 
has the power and ability to save the Joneses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have to keep up with the Joneses. What I need to do is to learn to, to fellowship with the God that is going to exalt all people that will simply submit to him. That's what he wants to do. And we've been made to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. See, he, he will exalt you in due time. In the times that you can stop trying to become something he didn't call you to. He called you to be servant of all. So uh, he asked him, who do you say I am? And then Peter, verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Barjona means son, son of Simon. Okay? So because they would, what they would do is the son would generally get the father's name to allow the name to continue. Okay? Blessed art thou, uh, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say that unto thee, also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, that's where the people building edifices, church building, and said that the church building was the thing Jesus said do. He said, I'm going to build my church upon this rock. And so we have denominations that have built edifices, and those edifices don't allow people to come in and be changed because they're still connected to the temple more than they are the person. Okay? And again, I can't get mad at them. You can, you can misread what's in the scripture because you said, he said he's going to build his church upon a rock. Peter, he didn't say that. He said, you are blessed, Peter. You are empowered to prosper, Peter. Why? Because of a revelation. Okay? You are not blessed because of, of, of all of your merits, Peter. You, 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 you're not the one, because this same Peter denied him three to this same Peter denied him. In fact, we ain't going to even get out of this place. Wait a minute. We, we'll just keep on reading. We ain't going to even get out of this scripture. We're going to do some, some Peter stuff. <laughs> and he says, you are blessed because my father has revealed it to you. And then I'm going to build my church upon the rock of revelation. And as I build this church upon revelation from the Father, he says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So there, there, there is no stopping the, the, the power of the revelation. When you find yourself in a situation, then you should be looking for the revelation. Amen. Because the gates of hell cannot prevail against what Jesus just promised. Okay. He said, Peter, you are blessed because of the revelation of the Father. And I'm telling you now, Peter, because you are blessed by revelation, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against this revelation. So then that tells me that uh, uh, trials and troubles cannot outlast revelation. Amen. You want to bring troubles to an end? Allow revelation 
to hit your heart. Amen. All the time, every time. Because he said he's building. It, it didn't say, upon this rock have I built my church. That's not what he said, was it? It says, upon this rock will I build. That's a perpetual, eternal, uh, uh, growing thing then, isn't it? Amen. So then when I have a, a situation or, or a problem, then I should find, look for, adhere to the revelation. I, I, I like this in, in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13. It says, there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation. So at the same time the frustration is hitting, there is an answer. There is a revelation. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation Make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it, that you may be able to move it, that you may be able to carry it. You you bear it by causing it to be moved, not endure it. Endurance, beloved, is not victory. Endurance is actually apathy. Okay, I just went and said that. Endurance is not victory. Endurance is actually apathy. And we thought that that was what God wanted us to do. That's what he wanted us to do. Why did he say that Satan will be under our feet? Why did he say that he's made us to sit together in heavenly places far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the one that is to come? I mean, how do we get apathy out of those words? How do we get apathy out of the promise that he said he's made us more than conquerors? Through him that loved us. How do we get apathy out of that? See, this is simply rightly dividing the word of truth. It does sound uh, religious that, 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 that we say, well, you know, I'm just enduring. Okay? Well, if you are understanding enduring, he says that the one that endures is the one that's going to be saved. Not the one that's going to continue to go through the hell and the troubles that they go. No, 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 no. We we have to begin to, to think accurately. This is the company that we keep. Bad conversations, evil communication, ups good morals. See? He, he wants us to begin to cause people to see in the earth victory that's available through Christ. So then if I haven't uh, decided that I'm going to walk in that level, how can I minister to people to cause them to see that this Jesus is the same Jesus that causes victory every time? Is he not the same yesterday, today, and forever? So do you think then that you're going to have to be under bondage forever since he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Because I'm in this bondage now, so I'm going to just endure. I'm going to stay in this bondage. That's not what he said. 
He sent the word to heal and to deliver. See, if if we begin to, to understand that, then we will look at the response that he's wanting us to do. All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and in earth. Therefore, you go. You teach. You baptize. See, you get busy doing what I did, and then we'll be able to see this thing turned around. Cause them to want to observe to do what I told you, commanded you to do. Okay, we'll say that slow. What I commanded you to do. Let them see what I commanded. These weren't even suggestions, beloved. Amen. Okay. He, he's commanded us to go into the place where the grace is not seen, understood, or perceived and establish grace. And grace is not for your mistakes, contrary to popular belief. We're supposed to come boldly to the throne of grace so that we can obtain mercy and find the grace that's there to help, not there to massage our egos. Amen. See, the grace is there so that we can understand the victory that's been given to us. See, Jesus was full of truth and grace, and of his grace we have received that fullness. We have received grace for grace. He didn't say that we received grace for mistakes. Of his fullness, John chapter 1, verse 17, Jesus was full of grace. The word came and dwelt among us, and we looked at, beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And of that fullness have we all received grace for grace, empowerment so that we can utilize the empowerment by the Spirit of God, by the power that he's given, not by my intellect. Grace for grace. He didn't say grace for intellect. See? It's grace. I stay in the spirit, walk in the spirit, and as I walk in the spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the I will not give into the weakness of the flesh. See? I will see that because he's because he is, so am I. As he is. I, I'm not trying to be separate. I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to be conformed into the image of Christ Jesus. As he is, so am I in this world. So even death, when it came to Jesus, had to bow. Amen. See, because death was the, that's the, 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 that's the last enemy that's going to be put under the feet of Jesus. And we, the body of Christ, are going to have to execute that function by putting death under our feet. He's told us to do this. Imitate. Be followers of him. See? So we have to begin to think a, a little bit different. See? We can't think that enduring is my best option. See? We, we're going to have to get to the place where we say, no, 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 no. I've been made not just a conqueror. I've been made more than a conqueror. See? 
which is, again, this is not pride. This is elevating my heart's position so that I can release. Because as a man thinks in his heart, that's where you send the man. And if your thoughts, the company of your thoughts is, I'm just going to have to endure, and I'm a, I, there is break, there's no breakthrough. Some of us don't even have a breakup. He's still dealing with the same issues over and over. At least break them up. Because the Bible says the anointing does not break up. The anointing destroys the yoke. Glory to God. See? And here we are, year in and year out, still trying to break the yoke instead of getting the breakthrough because the yoke has been destroyed. Everything that's been in your path that has been a burden to you, a frustration to you, the anointing destroyed. That's what it says in, in um, Isaiah chapter 27, verse 10. It is the anointing that destroys the yoke, takes it off of your neck. So that you can function as the child of God you were ordained to be. That you'll be unencumbered, unhindered. See, that you'll be able to, to then walk in victory and then display that victory so that people will say, okay, wait a minute, you say this is who Jesus is? Whom do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are empowered to prosper, Peter. Because flesh and blood didn't give this to you. This was a revelation from the Father. And the very gates of hell cannot prevail against that revelation, Peter. Continue in that revelation, Peter. Grow in grace, Peter. And he says this. And this is what I kind of saw last time. I didn't catch it. It says, and I say that thou art Peter, verse 18, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Wait a minute. He just said the revelation went to build on. And as he's building on this rock of revelation, he says, I also give the word and is a conjunction, right? That means it's connected to something else. He says, the gates of hell will not prevail, and I will give unto you the keys, not the keys of victory. He's going to do you a little bit better than just give you the keys of victory. He's going to give you the keys to the whole kingdom. Glory to God. Well, let's just try this. Um, does not the Romans chapter 14, 17, says, 17, 14 says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy? So if he's giving you the keys of the kingdom, he's then giving you the keys of righteousness. He's giving you the keys, the keys of peace. He's giving you the keys of joy. Is that correct? If he's giving you the keys to the kingdom, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He's giving you the keys of righteousness, the keys of peace, the keys of joy in by operating the Holy Ghost in your life. He's giving you the keys for that. So even if you don't know, beloved, the keys that he gave you of the joy in the Holy Ghost, that gets you the ability to understand how to function with the keys of righteousness, the keys of peace, and the keys of joy. Because when he has come, he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will lead you into all truth. He will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance what Jesus has said. He will show you things to come and give you power. 
face the whole kingdom. That's what God said. He said, I'm not only going to stop the devil, he can't prevail. Okay, just, just look at this. I'm going to build my church on this revelation, and the gates of hell will not prevail. So he took care of the, 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 the things that would be coming to stop you, didn't he? And then he says, now, since I've given you this, this ability to come into it, here are the keys so that you can go into the kingdom. Mm. So that you can function in the kingdom. So that you can function in the power that I've given unto you. All power is given unto me, therefore you go. But I don't know how to go. I understood that problem from Jump Street. I took care of that problem because I'm going to also give you righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost because that's the kingdom of God. Okay? I mean, we would just, again, have different company. See, I, I allow righteousness to speak into my life. I, I allow righteousness to speak over my situation. He gave you keys. Look at this. He's going to say it right here. <laughs> I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Saw last time that the keys were not just so that I can get something. The keys were so that I can utilize the promises that he has already given unto me. Go ye therefore into. Okay, let's try it this way. Okay. He just sent us into darkness, didn't he? Because he sent us into the world, the order, cosmos, the way it is right now. And he says, I'm not just sending you out here to, to lose or to waste time. I'm sending you out here with keys so that you can unlock the people that are in darkness. According to Psalms 2, it says that if you ask him, he will give you the heathen for your inheritance. The heathen, beloved, for your inheritance. And here we are trying to disassociate ourselves, dismiss that whole uh, inheritance that he wants to give us. They just send us, and they, they don't want to be saved. Yes, they do. Because God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants them to see your good works, and it changes their conversation. They will then glorify God. Men will see your good works, and they'll talk about God. The ones that wasn't wanting to, they'll see your good works, and they would. It didn't say brothers would do that. Christians would do that. He said men. He sent us unto all the earth to show men. See? So then he's given us the keys so that we can then open the, the, the treasures of heaven before them, okay, as we walk in them. I'm not asking you to display your pearls before swine. I'm asking you to cause your witness to make them hungry and thirsty for righteousness so that they, too, can be filled. If you... Hunger and thirst. Well, we'll say this. We'll go this way. Okay. When Jesus made that statement, 
Was anybody that he was talking to saved? Not a single last one of them. Salvation didn't happen until Calvary. Amen. And he said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. He was talking to heathen, unsaved people. But they were the people of God, and they was acting a fool. Excuse me, this is what I get it. These were the people that hollered, crucify him, crucify him. Same people. Amen. I get it. See, we, we kind of forget how the story actually played out. He went to his own, and his own received him not. See? So then he wasn't talking to people that were happy to see him. His own received him not. See? And he still laid down his life. While we were yet sinners, see, he didn't wait till we got saved. He said, the word that I've been given covers your mistakes. And I'm going to keep speaking that word because the word, the, the word is going to wash you from though you be, uh, your sins be scarlet, you shall be uh-huh, white as wool. Because this, what I'm doing, the, 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 the agreement that God and I have is I'm able to say to the uttermost. See? And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you use these keys on to cause the flow of God, to cause the glory of God to come into the situation, you'll see it change. It's the glory of God that affects change, beloved. It's the altar that alters. See? And we have this glory, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. See, we've got to, we've got to understand what the word was sent to do, how he wants it to flow. See? He expects the word to be <laughs> he expects the word to be in situations that are not profitable for people so that he can turn it for good. He sent the word while you were yet sinners, and the the word that you received caused deliverance, caused salvation. He building his church upon the rock of revelation and the gates of hell cannot prevail. So that if you've been uh, 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 saying and confessing and you haven't seen a change, let me just ask the question, where was your heart and mind aligned with the word? Because if you're praying and calling them heathen, unsavable, how can you think God's going to save them? Because when he came to you, you were sinners, but he said, I want you to receive of my grace. For God did not come, God did not send his son into the world to condemn. And I know I've heard prayers that people were in buildings that were supposed to be the safe house of God, the house of prayer. And I've heard people 
disdain those that Jesus came to save. Did he not come to save, to seek and to save them that were lost? Jesus himself said, I didn't come in to save no righteous people. Well, first of all, I can't find no righteous people. There is none righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory that the love of God might be able to come to them and touch them where they are. That statement was not made so that you can stay a sinner. It was made so that the conversion could take place because the love of God through Christ Jesus was going to be displayed and you will be able to receive it that way. See, that's what we, 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 we've, our words have been contrary to God's plan, vision, and purpose. See, our words have said, okay, well, they just never going to get no better. Oh, he sent a word to them. He came to them that had already rejected him, them that love darkness rather than light. For light is coming to the world, but the men say, no, 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 no. Leave me alone in my darkness. See? This is the the, the people that he came to, chosen, if you would, uh, steeped in the understanding of, of, of God and the God that wants to save and deliver. They were steeped in that. In that day, you you didn't just come here without, you didn't become a man without knowing the Pentateuch. It couldn't happen. Okay? In the Jewish religion, at 13, they had the bar mitzvah. That was the, the passage that says you already knew what to do, the right things to understand. You already knew that. There was no question in it. That was one of the things he said about Moses. He said, I've chosen Moses because I know Moses will train or command his children after him. Didn't say he will suggest to his children. It says Moses will command his children. You You cannot be your children's friend and raise them in righteousness. Okay? Because if you're going to be their friend, then you're going to probably come to the place where their friendship means more than his word. Amen. I know that hurts some people. Still true. Because friends, friends are generally made out of choice. Hello. That's generally how we make friends. Disciples were made because of obedience to the choice. Okay. When, when there's no other way, then you do the thing you've been trained by obedience to that choice. Now, I'm tracking with me here. See, I get that you are, are wanting to, uh, um, just as a minute, I, I'm just going to, wait a minute, just, let me take a pause here. Um, I, I was listening at something, and um, Canada now has a law that if you try to stop your child from um, having uh, any transgender drugs or changes of sex, you'll be minimally put in jail for five years. That's their law now. 
that the children can determine what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. I just didn't see that scripture. Children, command your uh, parents in the Lord. I just didn't see that scripture. It said parents train up your child in the way they should go. But now we are at a place where we are trying to, because we wanted to be friends with them and, and, and make things go good for them, not teaching them principles that will last generations. So we got a, a thing now where they passed the law. They're trying to get it here. You can see it left, right, and sideways. That the children, because it, it feels good that, 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 that you understand your children. Uh, no, I'm going to give my children truth, and they're going to have to follow the commands that even I had to follow. Because God's not going to change his mind. Once he will not alter the thing that is going forth out of his mouth. So he's not going to sit there and say, oh, yes, right, it's the year 2023. <laughs> That's not the way he's going to function. Because he's going to, he's the just God, which means that everyone that has ever been born has to be judged according to the same word that he's already spoke in the beginning when he said, let them have dominion. Okay? He didn't say, let them figure out a way to do the best that they can. See, he said, no, 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 let them have dominion over all the earth. Okay. And the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. See, he's not going to change his mind because we found out it was the year 2023. Okay. So then we're going to have to adjust and come into the place where, okay, God, the plan that you have is perfect. It just says all of your commandments, they are righteous altogether. All together. Holy are they. See? So since they are, then we're going to have to say what we really desire. Holiness, Lord. We desire righteousness, Lord. We, we desire peace, Lord. We desire joy in the Holy Ghost. Instead of us causing the Holy Ghost to be grieved, we, we, we desire that we can please the Holy Ghost, have joy in the Holy Ghost. Without the joy in the Holy Ghost, the next generation is going to be living in frustration because he's the prince of peace, the authority of peace. And so since he's the prince of peace, if I dismiss him, peace leaves. That's why he told us to follow peace, to follow righteousness, to follow holiness. Because without such, nobody can see the Lord. In other words, there will be no presence of God in the earth because you have not followed righteousness, peace, and joy. I mean, it's really, really simple to, to understand and follow. 
But we're going to say, well, you know, I, I, I need for my, 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 my children to, 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 to love me and honor me and, and respect me for, for, for me, making the right, me making the right decision for what they want to do. Moses was, was stated that he would command his children after him. If you don't know how to function in righteousness, you can help find that. See? Because we, the church, we are the pillar and ground of the truth. That's where they're supposed to come. But because the the people that were in leadership decided that they were going to go for the money, they were going to go for the power, even though Jesus said all power is given to me. See, that's how we got there. People start building uh, edifices because they said Peter is the rock we're going to build on. And that wasn't so good a thing to think about. Watch this. This St. Peter, after Jesus had just told him, Peter, you are blessed, empowered to prosper, because flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you, but you got a revelation from the Father. And I say, you are a rock. And upon this rock, Peter, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. And from that time forth, he began to show unto his disciples that he must go into Jerusalem. And he's going to tell, this is what he's telling them. I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and raised again on the third day. And Peter took him and said, Lord, this shall not be from you. Far be this unto you from you. This same Peter. That was the one that they thought was going to be the building, the cornerstone for the church. This same Peter said, no, that can't happen to you, Jesus. And Jesus turned to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you savorest the things that be, you favorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what profit, what is, it, what, what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what, man shall give in, what shall a man give in exchange? For it. So we're talking about the company that you take, that you keep. There are a lot of things that we have that we have given over our soul to those ways of thinking. We choose to operate in unforgiveness, even though we have a command from Jesus. Forgive if you have aught against any. That was not a suggestion. If you don't forgive, well, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you of your trespasses. And yet, we will have a mental exchange that says, this person doesn't deserve forgiveness because of this, that, or the other. Which everything that I am referencing in the this, the that, or the other, Jesus paid for. For he's able to save to the uttermost. It, it, it's, it's, it's different when you look at it from heaven's perspective. 
But what we've been trained to do is look at it from our perspective. See? Because of well, we feel good. We think I'm right. This is how so-and-so did it. Well, he didn't tell you that the way to God was so-and-so. Jesus said very clearly, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man can get to the Father but by me. So he made it real clear. See, this is he didn't he didn't leave it uh, ambiguous that you say, well, so and so. Okay, he says no man. There's only one way that we can get to the Father. That's through the man, Christ Jesus. See, there is no other name given among men whereby they must be saved. See, I mean, it's really, really, it's been written down so that we cannot get it confused. It really doesn't matter that you might have this translation or that translation if you're going to trust God and allow the Holy Ghost to do it. That's why he said the kingdom of God is righteousness, the view or opinion of a thing as it ought to be. Okay? The state or condition of a thing as it ought to be. The view from heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So the, 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 the Holy Ghost is the one that's supposed to take the things of the Father and show them unto you. Take the things of Jesus and show them unto you. See? And because we are the ones that seek for and, 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 and yearn for and, 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 and understand, read about, and then follow the dictates that were given, we're the ones that ask the Holy Ghost to come and empower us. His job then is to teach us, to perfect us by the Spirit. And he will use prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to get that work done. Because he set them in the church for the perfecting of the saints. And then we have people that have said that, you know, okay, well, okay, okay, well, here we go, here we go. He said apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is what he said into the church for the perfecting of the saints. Okay, he did that, okay? I didn't hear when he said that, that that was going to be a cardinal. I'm sorry, I just didn't hear it. I didn't read that one. I didn't read Pope. I just didn't read that. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Five-fold number of grace. I just didn't see in there Pope. I just didn't see it. I didn't see the, 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 the cardinal. I just didn't see it in there. Oh, I, I get bishops. That's in the Bible. Got that. I can see that. But but we have set up, and the the, the denomination that did that in the worst, the, the was the worst offender of that would happen to be the church that had built the the the, the edifices on they thought the rock of Peter. Okay, 
If you would just read your Bible, you will see that's not what Jesus was talking about. He said, Revelation. <laughs> well, okay, let's just finish what he said. He said uh, that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. If you go say that Peter was the rock that it was built on, then we got a big trouble because we had all kinds of molestations happening in that church that built the so-called church on the rock, Peter. Okay, now, come on. You know, since we're here. See, if, if it was supposed to be uh, the one that Jesus built, then he said the gates of hell would not prevail. Amen. So, I mean, just, just looking at it at face value, that should let you know this couldn't be what he was talking about. It, it had to be a, a, a spiritual connotation here. See? So that we can then know that we have the victory because of what Jesus promised, not because of what person we hinged it on. You know? And I am not trying to uh, speak evil against the, 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 the things that were set in motion by someone that was hopeful but was wrong. I'm not mad at him. God's not uh, sitting up there saying, boy, they're going to get it. Because he, he said that you have the spirit of God that dwells in you. He says, and you don't need that a man should teach you. So that scripture was written at the same time they set up all them other things. See, he didn't want you to have your, he didn't want your salvation to be uh, uh, based in man. That's why Paul said, before they even set that thing in motion, that's true too. Paul said, no, I don't come at you with, with, with wisdom that man makes. I preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. See? Wow. Just just we kind of kind of look at that. When Paul was talking, he was writing to the church that was establishing stupid stuff like this. That was coming out of stupid stuff like this. That 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 had been raised in 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 in, in Judaism, and they were going to try to keep that instead of finding what Christianity was bringing to the table. This is the table that God has set before us. See. And so Paul was speaking. He said, I, I don't come to you talking about that stuff. Just flip over there so we can just see that. See? P Paul was, was preaching to people uh, uh, about those kind of things in 1 Corinthians chapter, um, chapter 2. See? Jesus left, really left specific instructions. He told them, in my name, Go and do. All power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth, and in my name, go teach. In my name, go baptize. See, he told them that. Verse 1 of chapter 2, 1 Corinthians. It says, And brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith 
should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, so so the way we verify what's happening is because there is power associated with the words. Not a goosebump, beloved. Power. Jesus came to them and he said, all power is given unto me. And I need for you to go out and deal with this power. And we have people that have been in churches, God's chosen frozen, and they are just as cold today as they were 20 years ago because they did not look for, understand, and want to operate with the power. Well, we don't need to speak in tongues. Well, he said when the Holy Ghost has come, he will give you power. Acts chapter. Jesus said, wait for this. Don't move and talk about you doing something without the power. Amen. Okay. And then because they went out and, and, and tried to set up man's wisdom, enticing words, and they didn't have power, now they're going to have to make more rules and regulations to keep you missing and not looking for that power. First thing Jesus came back, that's the first thing he said. Let's talk about power. First conversation that he had with his disciples. Okay? says that, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to not. There is a wisdom that does what? It comes to nothing. And as you look around, that's what we see. Wisdom that has come to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him, that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Please understand what he just reminded you of, that the things of God are going to be deep things, if you're still having a shallow experience in God that you haven't grown since 1922 till the year 2023, that that would be a shallow experience, and he called you unto deep. Deep calleth unto deep. He's needing that flow of deep water, pure water, to be manifest through your life. That's how you can teach men how to observe what he commanded you. 
See, the flow happens because out of your bellies flows rivers of living water. This he spake of this about the Holy Ghost, but they didn't understand that. God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man that is in him. You can't get past the knowledge of what you know if you're going to just continue to live by the knowledge that you know. No man knowing the things of man, save the spirit of the man that's in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now, we have received the spirit, not of the world, but the spirit of God, which that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. That power that he said, it was given to you freely, of God, do I need then to go and 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 and, and go to uh, um, uh, uh, the schools where you learn how to dismiss God and and deal with uh, uh, academia more than the Spirit? Probably not. Paul says it's not a good idea. I did not come with wisdom of man, with enticing words. I came in demonstration of the Spirit and power. That we will know what things were freely given to us of God. The things that we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but that the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man have not received the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. All that, all that talk is gone away. It's past. They are foolishness unto them. See, the natural man does not receive, cannot receive the things of the Spirit. Cannot. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You were not given the mind of Christ that you might instruct him. You were given the mind of Christ so that you can understand him. And we'll, we'll go there and try to tell God what we want, what we think. He says, no, 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 no. You weren't given the ability to do that. You don't have the mind of Christ so that you can tell him what to do. You were given the mind of Christ so that your conversation would be profitable in your life because the Holy Ghost is going to compare spiritual things to spiritual things. Well, how come somebody did this? Is that a spiritual thing or was that a fleshy thing? Oh, it was a flesh. They hurt me. Okay, well, then why don't you find out what the spiritual connotation is for that? Because one of the spiritual connotations would be that hurt people hurt people. So then I don't have to take it personal because that person is only reacting out of their hurt. That's why every time I say the word react, I think about this. We are not actually called to react to anything. We are called to initiate. It's called the book of Acts, not the book of reacts. 
and a lot of us live our lives in the place of reacts, tit for tat, this for that. Why don't you initiate? What do you mean, initiate? Love covers a multitude of sin. Initiate. Okay? Forgive. Okay? You initiate. But they did this. Yes, cover that sin up, will you? If you don't cover the sin up, then I will let you know you're going to see it repeat itself in your life over and over. Why? Because don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you sowed sin by not forgiving. Why then do you get upset? Because stuff keeps happening to you. You sold sin. And the way of the transgressor is hard. <laughs> See? So, so we've got to, to deal with the company that we keep, the positions of our heart, the thoughts of our mind. That we're going to have to let the mind of Christ that's in you be developed by the spirit of the living God so that he can show you the things that he's freely given unto you. Here we are demanding things that, that God has freely given. We're going to, and fussing and arguing and complaining to God when he said, all power has been given unto me, therefore you go. You don't have to leave mad, hurt, disgusted. I've given you power. I've given you keys to the kingdom. I've given you keys, the keys that whatsoever you bind is bound. Whatsoever you lose is loose. Will you use those keys in the time of your pain? Will you use those keys of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost in the time of your frustration? Or will you continue to demand that God do it your way as if you've been given the mind that will cause him, you to instruct him? Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you so that he can reveal to you all that you are equipped to do, that he can show you the display of power that will affect change in your life and in your ministry. And your ministry is not just pulpit. Your ministry is the people that are in your sphere of influence, people that you are supposed to speak into their life, grace, speak into their life, hope, speak into their life, faith. Ask me and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance. Your way or God's way. Father, we just thank you and bless you that you continue to work with us, work in us, so that you can produce the love of God that will cause deliverance and freedom for all of those that are in our sphere of influence. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and the people that dwell therein. We recognize our responsibility 
And we will no longer choose to react, but we will respond. We will initiate, find the love, and cause the love to flow through us. We thank you for this honor that you've given us. We thank you for this privilege that you place before us, and we choose to submit to you so that you will be pleased by our life. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, as we do, I will uh, give you an opportunity. If there's any questions or comments that you have about the ministry tonight, um, that you would be able to, to get an opportunity to do that. So area code 773-895-9153. You have the mic, 773-895-9153. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Put your take care. And as always, It's, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to offer to you uh, the things that God has presented to me. I'm just thankful that, again, you're here, and it's, 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 it's blessing you in, in the place uh, that you are. Amen. Thank you for being on the call. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Love you. <sighs> Glory to God. Every code 770-964. 7501. Area code 770-964-7501. Any questions or comments about the ministry today? No questions. Okay. Loved every minute of it. Enjoyed all of it. Amen, my brother. <laughs> I, 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 I miss you if you're not on the call, that's for sure. I've, I've always been that way. You are the, you are the silence of my Paul existence. <laughs> and I just appreciate uh, 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 your faithfulness to God and your input into my life. I, I, I really, I really thank you uh, and, and, and appreciate you giving me opportunities to continue to speak into your life that grace that God has called us into. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Area code um, uh, 404. Five three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry uh, tonight? Here we go. Four four five three six seven eight two nine. Yes, the entire ministry was a blessing, and I did appreciate you uh, ministering about the children and and how we should be toward them. So I do appreciate it. it was a blessing. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Glad to have you on the call. Area code three one two. Three three zero four zero two four. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Area code three one two three three zero forty twenty four. You have the mic. Go ahead. Go ahead. Area code three one two three three zero four zero two four. Okay, there was a problem with the. Wait a minute. Say it again. Say again. I thought I just heard you. Go ahead. I can hardly hear you. 
you can uh, turn 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 your phone up. Okay, there is a problem with our connection. Uh, again, I just thank you for being on the call. And some of the people have dropped out. Um, and again, this is uh, the opportunity for uh, you to give the devil a black eye. Says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. This is just an opportunity for that. Um, it, it, when you say that you appreciate the ministry and the, uh, you were blessed, that gives the devil a black eye because it just gave you information that is now sealed in your spirit that you will be able to use throughout your life. So we thank you for that. And we ask you that uh, if the message has been a blessing to you, that you would uh, uh, give a, be a blessing uh, by a love offering uh, to LiveDeliverance.com. Simply go to the website, find the Donate tab, and God will tell you what seed to send, what seed you should sow, sow and, and, and we'll be uh, able to continue to stay on the air because that's the way we stay on the air, by the free will offerings uh, of you, uh, the listeners. So go and tell as many people uh, that you know that there's a place that they can come and hear ministry that's presented from the position of just wanting you to have truth that will empower you. Because that's the only reason that, that we do this. We don't do it so that I, I can be lifted up as the great whoever. I, am, I, I recognize I am the mailman. That's all I am. I'm the delivery boy, okay? I, I'm not the one uh, uh, dictating what we should do or how we should do it. I'm simply delivering the message that's needed to be released in the atmosphere that we will then be able to enjoy and participate in. So you just go to the website and find the Donate tab and sow the seed here. So until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.